We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this edition of Hand Raise Guys, presented by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. I'm Neil McCready. That's Chase Parham. You probably know us by this point of the week. Appreciate you uh, being with us here on the uh, on the live stream. Starting a little early today because I was planning to go to a uh, high school soccer game this evening, but one of the teams was concerned about the weather. It's wet outside. I mean, it's raining. No thunder. You don't play soccer in the wet in the rain, right? Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, no thunder, no lightning. So. I'll let you determine which of those teams you think canceled. I'm kind of enjoying the rivalries a little bit. I'll be honest. I'm just kind of hanging out and just they play each other next week. Far. I'm now very interested in next week's game. So it's in the other location. It's in the other location. Okay. Should be should be spirited. So welcome into the show. Uh, we'll get you ready for I guess one last look at Georgia and Ole Miss sure. Saturday six sure. o'clock ESPN. A lot of programming already up. Pete's Pigskin Preview aired just a little while ago. Uh, once we get done, it'll be uh, The Butcher versus The Dance Instructor presented by LB's Meat Market. And then uh, I have a very long, uh, but good, I think. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, Oxford Exxon Podcast Extra Edition previewing Ole Miss and Georgia. Mike Griffith of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Roddy Nabulsi of uh, UGASports.com, part of the Rivals Network. And then Ben Mintz from Barstool Sports will join. So, I uh, will do all of that. Uh, first, I want to tell you this show is brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. It's the same great people, same great products, same great services, just different names. If you uh, live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, that area, get in touch with the people at Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, uh, Memphis, DeSoto County, that area, get in touch with the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. You know how this works. It's uh, warm out today, kind of muggy. But cooler temperatures are coming, and eventually the cold weather will come, and you're going to want to use that heater. Um, you want to make sure it's ready to go. So get in touch with those guys now and say, hey, come check it out. Because the last thing you want is family over for Thanksgiving or after that, and it gets really cold, and you go to crank the heat up, and it doesn't work, or it smells, or you've got a problem. You don't want that. So go ahead and get it knocked out now. Tell them that 
Neil and Chase sent you that you heard about it at MPW Digital. We would appreciate that as well. This will be one of the Friday Oxford Exxon podcasts. Chase, what's going on at the Oxford Exxon? It's not too late to go ahead and think about that catering for next week for a ULM. Slabs of uh, ribs, pulled pork by the pound, side items, desserts, all the things you need for a functioning tailgate for that 11 a.m. start against those mighty Warhawks that I heard you uh, touting on your final few minutes with Pete there that aired right before our uh, show tonight. They haven't haven't knocked off a big-name team yet this year, I mean, other than Army. So they've upsets in the Because they got Liberty last year. Got Liberty last year, yeah. Already beat one SEC head coach. I mean. trying to go down the list. I mean, you never know. One big-time quarterback, Malik Willis, back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. May have been a warning sign. I got a hunch, so <laughs> all that. Sorry. Uh, Beer Cave, though, Saturday. That's really the thing to talk about because games in Athens, not everybody's going to be headed over, but you're still going to need some uh, refreshments, some sorrows, some celebration, depending on what it is that uh, you're looking at there on Saturday night. So Beer Cave and more. Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West, actually all Blue Sky locations up and down 55 and throughout North Mississippi. Still coming along on the uh, very large one they got going on there in South Mississippi right now. Still in construction for uh, for that. So, yeah, Oxford Exxon for those things, as uh, as always. And we're in the Clark Ford studio, Clark Ford in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. Uh, the rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do in the top and two o'clock for today, 662-257-1900. Uh, the Campbell Clinic hotline will be open. It's basically open now. It's Campbell Clinics in Oxford. Uh, now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care, pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 730 a.m., to 4 p.m. And all of our programming brought to you by Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea, packs a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game and occasion. There's no need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium, parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football, your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences with Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Uh, another programming note, not even a programming note, a, a, a note. Uh, if you're in town tomorrow uh, evening in Oxford or the surrounding area and you want to go see Ole Miss and uh, Eastern yeah. Wish, uh, Washington, Washington. I started to say Michigan's Eastern Washington. Uh, there are tickets available. If you know someone, this is relaying a message from Chris Beard. If you uh, know someone who would probably love to go to the game, but they're in a difficult financial situation at this point in their lives, it happens. Uh, maybe they want to take their family to a basketball game, but they simply can't afford tickets. Have them uh, drop by the Tui Center tomorrow. Stop in. 
explain the situation. There's a decent chance you're going to meet Chris Beard. And there's an even more decent chance that you're going to get tickets. Feels like a guarantee almost. Given to them. So Friday, Oxford High School has a home playoff game. A lot of people heading to Athens, et cetera. Their tickets available. Eastern Washington was a good team last year. Should be a good team again this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Chance to see uh, chance to see Ole Miss play. Uh, game two of the Chris Beard era. So if you know someone, tell them to stop by. Chris uh, said that he'd love to he'd love to chat with them. Perfect. So okay. there you go. I don't know how else to do that. I really didn't want to do that where it's like, if you know someone who yeah, yeah, could, no, I get it. could use a little help, would love to take the Direct family it, out. Come by, get them yourself, get them to them, however you need to make yeah, that happen. Yeah, but go by the Tui Center. It's in person. And then uh, lots of tickets available, obviously, if you call the Ole Miss ticket office or whatnot for the 7 o'clock game, Ole Miss and Eastern Washington. Good. I feel like we have, well, I mean, between your two-hour show or whatever it is coming, pretty much covered Ole Miss and Georgia by this point. It's kind of what we are most Thursdays, but it feels – Well, I can tell you We've what, kind of been doing this for two weeks in a way, even, yeah. like even the way and was last week. It's kind of like, okay. I can tell you what's not covered by now is getting covered tonight. Okay. I mean, it is like, Lord, it's a two-and-a-half-hour show. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's there's a lot. Mike Griffith talked for an hour and six minutes. He's a talker. He he can talk. He likes talking. He likes talking. He's very good at it. He should he should be, frankly, one of the bigger faces of the SEC network. I don't really understand why he's not. So, what's the latest on the Athens weather? By the way. Still expecting, it looked like rain. Yeah, I saw it earlier today. It was ninety percent earlier today. Of course, it was supposed to be. Is it raining here yet? Yes. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's been raining, spitting since like one o'clock. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's been raining off and on for half the day. Now. I got out. The temperature to, is dropping too. Oh, is it? Yeah, I went yeah. to the basketball press conference, and since then, I've been basically here. I did do a thirty-minute Peloton ride, hopped in the shower, and got back up here to do this show. So that's been the extent of my life. Yeah, it started raining early this afternoon. It's still it's picked up a little bit. It's been kind of spitting or whatever, but temperature has gone uh, has gone down and continues to go down. Uh, let's see, I'm looking at it ten day right now for Athens, or I guess the weekend weather. We'll click weekend weather. Where's it at? Saturday is 56 for a high, 47 for a low. Ooh, and that chance of wet. rain is 60%. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Okay. 60% right now. Okay. 40% earlier in the day, can, increasing to 60 by the evening. Rebel Golf says, can we break down how the New Year's Six works tonight? Rose and Sugar are college football playoff. Cotton, Fiesta, Orange, and Peach. Who gets first dibs? All right. The Orange has tie-ins. You're right. Uh, okay. So the way I understand the Orange is the Orange takes the – top ACC team and then the top leftover team mm-hmm. that didn't make the four-team playoff from the SEC and Big Ten. So if, let's say, Ohio State is five, it would be Ohio State and, in this case, Louisville, if they <clears throat> if Florida State doesn't make the playoff, they would go. Whoever, but if, if an ACC team makes the 14 playoff, the next ACC team would go to the Orange Bowl. The top group of five team goes to the 
Fiesta? Is that right? What, that's what I don't know. I don't know how the at-larges work beyond the conference tie-in games as they as they happen. That's what I'm not sure about. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what happens from, from there. My, my assumption, honestly, is that at that point, they just sort of all agree and match up and go from there. I don't... I don't know that there's dibs necessarily. I could be completely wrong on this, but I think other than that, they they try to like in a scenario where say Tulane is the top group of five and Ole Miss makes it ten and two. See, I thought there was a I thought they alternated what bowl got the access team or the group of five team, but maybe I'm wrong. You know, you might be right. I thought that was the case. So it was Cotton last year. So that would mean they're going to Peach or, or Fiesta. Fiesta. I've always heard Fiesta, but again, well, I don't I, see that on anything. I don't know. I'll play with it while we're Googling in a minute. But I think the rest of it is just they don't want a rematch of a game that's already been played in the regular season. And then they just look for matchups. I think they all generally sort of agree. Well, I do think that is correct. Yes. Yeah. But the only one that's kind of set in stone is orange. Like the way, because, oh, yeah, because they have to be. The only way that Ole Miss would go to the orange is if, frankly, if frankly Ole Miss goes to the orange if they're eleven and one and don't make the playoff, that would give them a real shot of going to Miami. Because you would pick them over. Well, they might be the next highest ranked SEC Big Ten team. Right. Yes. Correct. Yeah. 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 You know, because they would have beaten Georgia, and then either Georgia would have beaten Alabama to really piss a lot of people off and get in. Or Alabama would have beaten Georgia, and Alabama would be in, and Georgia would be two lost, and so they would be below Ole Miss. And I guess it's conceivable Ole Miss at that pace could still be sixth because maybe Michigan or Ohio State would be a one-loss number five. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, not even a little. But Ole Miss at 10-2, and two, I, they're going to one of those bowls. At 10 and 2, your floor, your absolute floor, and a lot has to go wrong, is the citrus. Okay, this is per the athletic. In years when the Fiesta and Peach are semifinals, the Cotton Bowl gets the group of five team. This is a rose sugar semifinal year, so all three are technically in play, but it's generally understood that a non semi will not get the same or get a group five team in consecutive years. So it will be Fiesta or Peach. Okay. For Tulane. And then again, Ole Miss can't play Tulane. They do not allow rematches like that right. in bowl games. And nobody would want that. God, no. Nobody would want it. Including Ole Miss and Tulane. No, of course. It, leading with yes. Ole Miss and Tulane. Yes. So, they'll place Tulane somewhere, they'll place Ole Miss somewhere, and then the other one goes somewhere else. I have yeah. no idea whether this is informed or not. I've heard a lot of cotton bowl talk if Ole Miss got to 10 and 2. Frankly, I think there would be a, a clamoring for Ole Miss from both at, both the Peach. And we got an email to that regard a little bit this week. The Peach would be very interested in Ole Miss. They've been, frankly, aggressive. Aggressive. Yeah, that's the word. I mean, like, re. Hey, to the point hey, that hey, you're hey, like, hey. You, like, you have to go, hold on a minute. Yeah, like, I'll get you on, but I have some questions. And now in saying that, the Peach, 
the Peach does as well as any other one from a promotion. Actually, they do the best pre-bowl week promotion. Yes. And it's not close. So they simply could be just doing what they always do. What are the dates on that game? The 28th or 9th. They're like earlier this year. Yeah. Only one of them is January 1. The rest of them are like December 28th, December 29th, something like that. I'm curious now what the schedule is. One was the – is the Citrus still January 1? I believe that is still – yeah. That is that is correct. I'm pulling it up here. Bowl okay. season. All right. Here we go. God, they start on like December the 14th or something. Yeah, it's quick. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's see. Not going back to the Texas Bowl. feel confident in that. Cotton Bowl, December 29th at 7 o'clock in the evening. That's a Friday. Okay. Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, December 30th, Saturday at 11 a.m. in Atlanta. So you get Cotton Bowl at 7 o'clock at night. Peach Bowl, 11 o'clock the next day in the okay. morning. All right. Uh, the Orange Bowl is December 30th at 3 o'clock. That's a Saturday. Too. Okay. So it's the doubleheader with the Peach Bowl. Okay. The Citrus Bowl is January 1 at noon Central Time, 1 o'clock Eastern. Yeah. On January 1. And the Fiesta Bowl is the exact same time, 12 o'clock on January 1. Oh. Which one was the first one? The cotton was first. Cotton was first. That evening. On the 29th. That is correct. Yes. 29th, 7 o'clock. Peach Bowl, 11 a.m. on the 30th. Orange Bowl, 3 p.m. wonder when the, the media stuff would probably start on the 26th, I'm assuming. Yeah. Probably pretty early on the 26th. Yeah, yeah because. Be a scramble. Because it can't be any later than that. You don't have enough time. Right. Because even on January 1 bowl games, we go down the 27th, typically. Yeah. So, actually, it'll be abbreviated for the 26th because they won't do anything on Christmas, surely to God. The team will report on Christmas. The team will probably report Christmas Day. Yeah. Or even Christmas Eve. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? These are just some of the questions that can only be answered with the personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Sego with Sego Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you at rebelsretire.com. Again, rebelsretire.com. We'll have a hand-raised guys late tomorrow afternoon. It's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at $1 no matter what the retail value may be. So shop now at astock.bid, that's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D, or download their app and name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville and Memphis, uh, some in Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. And we're brought to you by the College Corner. It's in Oxford now, with also two locations in the Jackson area. It's the holiday season. Lord. It's the holiday season. Uh, be a great uh, gift. You can go to collegecornerstore.com or if you're coming up next weekend for the ULM game, stop by uh, the one off uh, Sisk Avenue in the Oxford Commons, 4,000 square feet. 
of the best Rebel gear. Uh, Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. you got the warm-up patch, the overtime patch, uh, 20% off at GameChangerPatch.com with the promo code REBELGROVE20. And uh, we're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle based in Jackson, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. To learn more, go to MyPinWealth.com. That's M-Y-P-I-N-N Wealth.com. Podcast is brought to you by Heavenly Sunshine. They've got Christmas on their mind, and they have holiday lights by Heavenly Sunshine. Christmas lights are beautiful. They can be a lot of work. Let them take care of the hassle and do the work for you. With their full-service installation plan, they'll install, take down, and store the lights. Commercial-grade LEDs that are 100% customizable to your home or business. They take care of the lights while you take care of the gifts. They've been serving the Mid-South and Oxford for four decades. Their full-service commercial and residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft wash roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. That's HeavenlySunshine.com or 662-342-1203. Podcast also brought to you by the Ole Athletics Foundation. Season tickets on sale for baseball. That's renewals or purchases. Still some tickets remaining for season tickets for basketball season as well. The women next at home against Oklahoma on Thursday night at 6 o'clock. Men at home against Eastern Washington on Friday. They have a big one with NC State around the corner. So get those season tickets at OleMissTix.com. Tad Pad General Admission tickets still available as well. That is OleMissTix.com. And then single-game football tickets for ULM next week. So no matter what you need, no matter what the sport, that's OleMissTix.com. Given that, I'd be cheering for Atlanta or Phoenix. I've covered the Fiesta Bowl. It was really well done. Yeah, you always talk about that. It one. was great. They took great care of. Look, I've never done the Orange Bowl, so I have no idea. But if your options are Cotton, Peach, and Fiesta, it's three really well done bowl games. I mean that. Oh yeah, that, all three. That yeah. They 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 got newer six status for a reason. Yeah, because they're incredibly well run bowls. The Peach is actually a super success story because it it wasn't always one of the elite bowls. Oh really? Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, it was. It well, was, no, it's ro- it's risen. Yeah, it was yeah. like a mid level SEC bowl well, for they, a long time. They did a big time job with that. They were great to us in fourteen. Oh, they were amazing. I mean, look, I get every, like because look, it's not the same because I'll 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 ridicule one that obviously I have you know some endearment for the Sugar Bowl is awful for media compared to the Cotton and the in the Peach. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. I'm trying to think availabilities, hospitality. And I get you guys don't care about this part, but. No. It's true. Well, we do, so we're talking. Well, I mean, about no, it, look. Yeah. I mean, seriously. I mean, at least Hanroy's got <laughs> yeah. Thursday. The Sugar Bowl. There was like real set times on even like any kind. Of, there was no snacks out ever. There was no alcohol out ever. And I get you're in New Orleans, but in the hotel, yeah, which is odd comparatively. Um, they had a huge meal after the game. There was like a huge it's dinner one in the morning. After, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, one, one, in, the one in the morning. Yeah, it's crazy. Before the game, I couldn't partake in much because I was as hungover as I've been in my entire adult life in 16. Um, yeah, you were. I, oh, oh, I mean. I, it, was, it was bad. I wasn't sure I was going to keep breathing. And did, that's the – you forgot your power cord at the hotel, didn't you? You had yeah, to turn around and go back. I had to go back. You kept your cool pretty well. You weren't overly upset. Well, I, and, I, and that I, was the same day that Campbell called and said, Mommy can't get up. And I was like, what? Oh, really? Yeah, her back. Oh, I didn't remember that. that. When, remember, she had back surgery yeah, yeah, like two yeah. days later. Okay, I didn't remember that. But the Sugar Bowl was just kind of okay. The Cotton Bowl had a bartender on staff basically 24 hours a day in the hospitality suite for media. I mean, not literally, but close. It was close. His name was Graham. 
and oh yeah, he was cool. He was just there hanging out. They had all sort. They they did these like Olympics where they gave away really good gifts for winning at like pool, ping pong, Wii to the idiot mem- media members. I mean, it was just us. Yeah. And Texas Tech didn't even bring anybody, so it was like just us competing for like <laughs> TVs and Playstations and crap and stuff like that. Um, and and then, you could take like a bottle of wine back to your room. Yeah, was, and then we told this from the Peach Bowl. I mean, not that anybody would do that, The TCU media didn't show because there isn't any, so they were dependent on Ole Miss drinking all the alcohol. In Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. They, they came in with tons of bottles. We always told the story and just said, hey, guys, can you please drink this? And like we were headed like a go-kart track or something. like, make all the to-go cups, please. We have to get through this alcohol. It's like, challenge accepted. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. Um, Because that was, that was the same week that one of the media members, she came back quite, uh, had had a few beverages and was very hungry. And they started pulling catered food out of some something and giving her like chicken and green beans and stuff at like one thirty in the morning. When we got back from dinner. I mean, they were just bringing it all in the hospitality room for her and serving all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was something. <laughs> yep. Enjoyed the week. It was good. The Fiesta Bowl took us out to this, like, um, kind of a wild, old wild west thing. And then, Basically, you had anything you wanted. I mean, whatever you wanted, they basically took care of it. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really cool. That was when it was in Tempe, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it's just as good now in Glendale. Yeah, of course. And look, I'm, again, regardless of Saturday, you beat LULM, you beat State, and Citrus is the absolute floor. And you'd have to get a little unlucky to end up in the Citrus. And for fans, you need like Tennessee to go on a run and get ahead of you. Yeah. But for, I was going to say for fans, the citrus is citrus is great. It's okay for media. Not that anybody cares, but it's all right. The only problem with the media part of the citrus is that your hotels are typically on what's it called? Uh, International Boulevard. No idea. I've literally never been in Orlando outside of Disney. Okay. It's, it's nothing. It's no on, idea. International Boulevard, and you have to drive all the way out to this to the Camping World Stadium because they practice in the practice fields outside of the stadium. So you have to drive all the way out there and all the way back and whatever. Sure. Now they end up doing a lot of the media stuff at the hotels on um, International, and that's okay. Oh, do they really? Yeah. The team stay. One of them stays at, the, at a big Marriott. One of them stays at one of the big Hiltons, I think. Okay. You now know far more than you ever wanted to know. I've covered the Citrus a few times. If you could pick one, which one you want to pick? Atlanta's the easiest to get to. Yeah. But I'd much rather be in Dallas. I'd probably pick Dallas or Phoenix. Okay. Phoenix this time of year is awesome. The well, weather's fantastic. Well, that's true. I mean, it's perfect. There's no humidity, and it's like 70 degrees. It's awesome. Florida State up 12 on the Tennessee Lady Vols currently on one of the, I would one of the be televisions. Su- I would be surprised if Ole Miss didn't end up in Dallas or Atlanta, though. Yeah, I would, too. I mean, it just I mean, makes one or the sense. Other. Those, two, those two venues will fight for them, probably. They've had good history there. They show. Yeah, Ole Miss is going to take tons of people to either one of those places. More to Dallas? I'd be curious to talk to Denson and find out like what's the 
the ratio alumni breakdown between Dallas and Atlanta a bunch because I, I I live here and I see a lot of Texas and a lot of Georgia. No, it's it's there are two major out of state markets. I don't know which one's bigger. My guess is the average Ole Miss fan would rather go to Dallas than Atlanta, even though Atlanta's a little easier to get to potentially. That's my guess. I mean, I like Dallas better than Atlanta. I do too. Yeah, the Cotton Bowl just feels. From a media standpoint, Atlanta's a little better for us because you have a little more time to get there. I mean, that that extra day. That's that's get up on the 26th and get a 6 a.m. flight to Dallas. I mean, yeah, realistically. And they'll pro- one team practices at AT&T, one team practices at SMU. Yeah. Well, barring any SMU, I guess they'd already would have played their bowl game or whatever they've got going on. I would think I would think so. Yeah, don't don't ask me for American tie-ins. I'm, I'm sure they could make it work, but yeah. But in that scenario, they play on the 29th. You'd only have three. They probably just do stuff at the hotels. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this is what you get on a Thursday night at yeah. Henry's guys. Without anything else, I mean, the uh, phone line is open. If you want to call it, we'll take your call. We can talk about anything. We've done lots of life advice on McCready and Siski today. I mean, I spent my morning arguing about baseball rivalries in the SEC. I mean, we've had that stuff. I think I generally agreed with you uh-huh. on it. The it's, one catch is that it's kind of like Florida and Tennessee going, we have the best football rivalry ever when you were in 1998. Going situationally, yeah. it could easily change. Again, it's that deal. I had a conversation with someone at the SEC office earlier this year who said there's no way to make everyone happy it can't be done they can't accommodate everybody except in basketball because you can play a big schedule but you can't you can't make everyone happy in the other sports you're going to lose some some rivalries what you know here's the deal we're discussing the fact that it was announced today the sec permanent opponents for baseball they are doing two permanents and then a rotating eight um each year to get to your 10 weekends. so Did they consider expanding the conference schedule? Considered, but nobody wanted to really do that. It's, it just you're adding, When you're the only one doing it, it gets into some weird win total stuff. You're it just adding losses. Oh, yeah, 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 big time. I mean, you're changing the, 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 the calculus in a lot of ways at that point. Um, look, and what people don't realize, it's not like football where it's half and half. Again, do the math. You're playing eight other teams, and you only have 13 – they could set up some rotations where, frankly, you're still playing LSU almost every season. It will be very infrequent that you don't play the Tigers, in my opinion, because they're going to set it up that way. Um, my argument back, though, is – and I think this is relevant. My argument today was that Arkansas – and oh, so Ole Miss is two permanent opponents. Sorry, I'm bearing the lead. Is Mississippi, or, or Mississippi State and Arkansas. Very very difficult. I mean, those are you know two teams that have been very much in the College World Series picture the last decade, two decades, whatever you want to call it. Um, so it's one of the harder permanent opponent schedules of all the teams. You're up, and I'll finish this up. Take the call. No big deal. Hey, what's going on? Good evening, Chase Neal. What's up, Rodney? How are you? Rodney. Oh, we know. Uh, you know, do, do you? Uh, 
I don't really have much to say this evening, but I just I'm superstitious and I've been calling in <laughs> and they've been winning. That's weird, ain't it? I but get it. Whatever. Hey, I, if you life. think it works, it works, yeah. Rodney. Rodney, if you think they're winning because you called and it's possible <laughs> it's possible that's the case. I mean I'd probably you know, bet it. I'd probably bet against it, but if that's what, if that, it might be. A, there might be something in the karma, you know, some cosmic waves or something. Especially get winning forty two out of the last forty three, right? Oh, uh, they're on a but, little. Uh, they're in. They're on a little bit of a run. I think Ole Miss last one in Athens in ninety six. Is that right? Yeah, I remember that game. Uh, Eric Zier, Ward on that Georgia team. Yeah, Zier and Ward. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was pretty good. Nate Wayne was on that Ole Miss team, if I remember right. They had a good linebacker. Yeah, I'm getting them but mixed anyway, up. Is that the Cassius Ware game, or was that? Was it that might a couple have been Cassius, but I thought Cassius was on the earlier night. Maybe so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm getting them, I probably am getting them a little mixed up. I think it was Nate Wayne uh, on that 96 team. Okay. But, uh,. But you know, sports fans, especially football fans, we're all nuts anyway. That's when I thought I'd give it a little. I was thinking about that. I've been calling in, they've been winning. But I wanted to give a little life advice to some of the younger fans, if y'all didn't mind. No, go for it. That's nothing. Okay. Now, and even I still have to remind myself of this, but back around 2004 or five. I, I, I was taking the losses too hard, so I decided back in and not to let 18 to 23-year-olds decide how my emotions are going to be. Have you, has that worked? Hello? We're here. We're just, we're just listening. We're, we're, we're waiting on you. Go ahead. You, you, you've got the floor. Oh, we're yeah. Like- I mean, oh, yeah, that, that works tremendously. No matter what will happen, it's just a game. But I mean, sometimes you get it gets a little tough. It's just eighteen to twenty-three year olds. I remember Neil talked about that a lot. It is. Just, you never know how their emotions are, what they're going through. Well, and as Neil they're always not, says, you know, they don't pro. love you back. <laughs> like, enjoy it. Yeah. It's great, but you know, there's some perspective there, probably. Right. And as bad as I hate two fellas, I'm gonna have to let you go because I let my, my phone is not charged. Oh. I did something. All right, Ryan. I'm glad you got got the call well, in. I appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Maybe maybe that'll pull them through. Them through. <laughs> we'll see. Thank All you. Right. Oh look, there's a there's a happy medium in enjoying your sports. It can overtake you in some unhealthy ways. Yes, there's no doubt about that. Hundred percent. So what I was saying though is. I do think the programs mirror each other in so many ways that it's not simply recency bias on Ole Miss and in and, and Arkansas. It's a very close geographic thing. They've been in the same league now for 31 years. You always complain and about the drive up there. It's closer for Arkansas than any damn body else. That's true. That's what I'm talking about. For Arkansas, it's it, 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 it's whatever. Keep going. You're fine. Ooh. Well, no, go ahead. Fine. We'll make them hold on through a 10-minute conversation. Hey, caller, go ahead. Hey, you're on. Hey, am I on? Yep. Hey, now it's Talbot Mice. How are y'all? Hey, Talbot. What's up? 
Hey, so uh, I'm just hanging out up here at the office. I got you on one of my screens getting some work done. But uh, I know you said something earlier in the week that kind of resonated with me. I'm sure you really can't comment on it further, uh, but you mentioned there might be one coach that we have on staff that may have an opportunity at a head coaching job. Um, you know, my initial thought of that is maybe Coach Nick's to Southern. I mean, obviously, I don't know what Southern's going to do, but I think that if he got an opportunity, um, would he be, be a great fit down there? Um, just from being around him. Several years, um, you know, he was one of my favorite coaches, definitely a player's coach. So I'm sure you can't comment further, but uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, I think, um, look, I think Derek would be a really good head coach at, at a level like that. Um, you know, when and if that opportunity arose, look, if, look, I, I mean, I know Will, I like Will. I don't know why Southern Miss has done to Will what they've done with the statement and stuff. It was stupid. It, it, it castrated him in some in some ways. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. he'll maybe he'll turn it around and maybe things will, will 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 be okay. I don't know. I can't imagine that Will's particularly thrilled with the way that has all gone down. But if Southern Miss decides to make a move and they don't hire Derek Nix, I, I, I you have to wonder. Don't I you? don't. I, I begin to question logic at, at some point because look, it, it's. Yeah. You're 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 not you're not going to be a superpower in Hattiesburg. It's not going to happen. You you're not going to you're you're not at the top of the Sun Belt in Hattiesburg, and 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 frankly, you're you're not going to be. There's there's other programs that are that are more invested, that have better resources, that are 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 better positioned to do well in that league. That's a good that's a good league. So if you're if if you're going to hire someone, hire someone who knows literally everyone in the state. Who can recruit the state? Who can recruit JUCOs? Who loves the place? Who is going to give it? I mean, not going to give it any more than Will's given it. I mean, it it's it's hard. Here's the deal in Hattiesburg: is that some of those people are going to have to find a mirror, and they're going to have to look in it for a long time and say, "Oh wow, we're not who we thought we were," and then adjust from there. And that's a hard thing for people to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, Southern Miss, it, okay, great institution. Not saying anything about the institution or no. athletic program. I'm talking about it. There are two I'm, SEC I'm, schools in the state that they, you know, I'm not saying they're little brother, but, you know. Well, they are. But they, but, but they are. Why, why, they why are. can't we say that? I mean, I mean, it's, it's sometimes you just got to look in the mirror and go, here's who I am. This is and how, how do I maximize that? Bingo. They're the little brother. <laughs> it's two, it, it, well, they are. It's two things. It's, it's, it's look in the mirror and go, okay, here's, here's what I am. And then like Chase said, now, how do I get the most out of that? That's the part. If you're, if you're looking in the mirror going, okay, I want to be I, I, if they're if they're saying I want to be a a powerhouse like in the SEC. Well, that's never happening. And so they they they've got. But how do you maximize what you do have? And look, I don't know, but yeah, you got to get somebody like that that has ties to the state, that knows the state, like you said, and can do a good job for them, and has you know a tie to the university. Look, nothing against Will Hall. I think Will's a great coach. Comes from a great coaching background. You know, being, you know, I was at the game at South earlier this year and the players just looked out of it. They just weren't clocked in at all. 
didn't look like they wanted to be there. And, you know, I, I feel for the guy. I really did. What Derek would have going for him in a hypothetical scenario is that he knows a lot of young up-and-coming coaches who would go to mm-hmm. Southern Miss and work for cheap, and it could be a launching pad for young coaches who would go recruit their asses off. And listen, I think Derek would do a good job as the face of a program. I do. I would too. You know, no, it, no doubt about it. Is I, that opportunity going to come his way? I don't know. I mean, it I, would keep being good for him financially. Stay in the retirement program yeah. in the state. He's almost fully vested. Yeah, he's been here for a hundred years. Yeah, <laughs> and I love, like I said earlier, I love the guy. He was one of my favorite coaches. You know, would do anything for you. Yeah, he's no Derek's terrific. But he's he would, on his fourth Ole Miss staff. He would, and that's yeah. He would do a and that's saying something. He, I would love to see him get the opportunity. Uh, is that going to happen? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. That's all. Appreciate it. Good to hear from you. <clears throat> it was a weird sound. Yeah, it was a weird sound. Is it okay? I think so. Okay. So, I mean, I'll be quick. The point is, it does mirror the programs more than you realize. It's not just their standing inside the conference, what they've done against each other. Ole Miss as a program was bad until Mike. They weren't they weren't in the postseason. They weren't doing all those things. Arkansas was the same way. When they got into the SEC, I don't think they had a regional between like eighty nine and Van Horn showing up. So they 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 mirror even farther behind that where I do think it is a natural tie in. And Ole Miss across sports has enough rivalry with Arkansas to where it supersedes just this thing where it's hey, because their both teams are good. I think Ole Miss had that with Vanderbilt for a while in baseball. Yeah. But that doesn't change the same way. I mean, I think Arkansas, heightened by the number of times they've played with each other, Ole Miss has gone over there and swept them twice to win league titles. They've beaten Ole Miss on the last weekend of the season to win league titles multiple times. Obviously, the stuff in Omaha, the Super Regional, just everything together. I mean, I'll kind of go to the mat on this. I think Arkansas is by far Ole Miss's biggest college baseball rival at this point. And I'm not sure it's close. Bigger than State. I think State's third. Oh, they don't even recruit the same kids most of the time. Yeah. Now, we can argue whether they should. That's a right. whole different conversation. And now, look, State's had Ole Miss's number, which decreases the rivalry intensity. Duh. But, I mean, I, I did a Twitter poll. I'll pull it up while we're talking to whoever we're talking to here. Hey, who do we have? Hey, this is Joe. Hey, Joe, what's up? Uh, so, this is a two-part question. So, basically, do you think – Every SEC coach would have reacted to the Rollins thing the same way Lane did, where a player hasn't made contact for two weeks. And the second part is, um, do you think that this was planted or brought back up at a very particular time in the week, or you know, uh, the answer to the time? The answer. The answer to the first part of the question is yes. Everybody would have reacted exactly like he did, probably even more Some of them. vehemently. Ooh. I mean, my God. Um, I don't think Lane did anything wrong. He probably wishes he had a word back. Yeah. But it, it is what it is. That word is used in locker rooms and football settings. It just is. So deal with it. I'm sure he wishes he had that word back. Um, other than that, he didn't do anything remotely, not even remotely wrong. And the second part, I don't, I don't know. Here's the thing is that earlier today or sometime yesterday, 
Ole Miss filed a motion to have the suit dismissed. And I'm I'm guessing that's what triggered the story or the, the audio. I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was about the Georgia game. I really don't. I, I think it I think it was about It was legal basis in some way. The the lawsuit. Cool. Okay. Okay. No. What coach would have reacted the most aggressive? Who you got? <laughs> oh, we think um, Jimbo would would not have handled that well. Would not have been pretty. No. Um, Brian Kelly would not have oh, handled that well. God. No. <laughs> um, who would have handled it well? No one, but. I mean, who would have even been calm about it? Maybe Drinkwitz. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I mean, look, it's all relative in nature here, okay? I mean, he's got right. some edge to him now. I Actually, I, I think I think Drinkwitz would have... Hey, hey you're, hold on one second, caller. I think Drinkwitz would have been a little nastier. Okay. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's He's got a little more edge than people think he's got. He's he's He can be petty. Billy would have been bad. Yeah. Pittman would have been bad. Man, Man, most of them. I'm not sure anybody would have been good. I mean, I don't. I, I don't. I, <sighs> I mean, Clark might not give a shit at this point. So, okay, but yeah. By the way, the answer to my poll and the way I phrased the question was, which series brings out the most emotion and rivalry energy? Because who you want to beat the most and who you want to lose the least are a different questions sometimes. So I was trying to get the overall thing. About a thousand plus votes, so not a terribly small sample size. Arkansas thirty nine point four percent, LSU thirty four point five percent, state twenty six point one percent. There you go. Yeah, caller. Hey, caller, you're on. Hey guys, how are you? Good. Hey guys, how are you? Good, um, good. Yeah, you're up here in Virginia. Yeah, I found you guys a couple of years ago, and first sports podcast. I want to compliment you real quick. Because of you guys, I started listening to other people and pretty much came back to only you because you're the only two objective ones. Everybody else fanboys so much that it is much nicer to hear you guys actually be blunt about things. Now, to my question, I've heard you all talk a lot about the NIL landscape and the changing landscape of football and college and whatnot and how state and schools like Vanderbilt are kind of in a danger zone right now with where they are. We've already seen the Pac-12 fall apart. We're in a transition. Do we see a day where we're really going to get into a big level of haves and have-nots? And can schools like Ole Miss that are out in front of it sustain it? Those are big questions. Um, are you an Ole Miss fan? Were you beforehand? I grew, I grew, I grew up one, but I actually went to the University of Missouri. Oh, really? Okay. Where are you from originally? Yazoo City. Okay, gotcha. Um, I have a hard time believing that with competent leadership, Ole Miss would fall below their current standing. Like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah I, sure. I, I don't see any. I don't see any situation that would get to that. So I got um, asked a mailbag question on this was to rank them one through sixteen. Which at first, I I, at first, I was like, ah, I'm not doing that. And then I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'll, I'll do it a shot. But the truth is. I'll find it. The truth is, one through fourteen, there's a lot of reason for optimism if you just invest. I mean, there's not there's not the difference between one and fourteen that there used to be. You had Ole Miss at ninth, but you had it in a tier with six to ten. 
Yeah, where you're, you're you're splitting hairs, which included teams who have won national titles: Oklahoma, Auburn, and Florida. Yeah, I had I had five. A&M. To me, there's five teams at the at the top, but I don't know that the gap between them and six through ten is what it used to be. I mean, I do think I had Texas, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, and Tennessee. LSU and Tennessee. I do think those five programs, if they're if they're operating at 100, percent man, they're 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 rolling balls of butcher. But what Tennessee has shown you is you can easily fall and suck. Yeah. And they appear to be coming back. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, they, he's done a good job. He's done a good job, and they appear to have NIL in a good place. And I mean, and, and those programs, I'd buy some stock in Tennessee. Those five programs, if they're rocking and rolling, they're flying death machines. And the other ones, the other ones have to achieve at a little higher level to get to that place. Those those five have everything in place to do whatever. But like, again. Auburn, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, those are powerful, prestigious programs that can absolutely put everything in place and turn into a handful fast. I mean, so the answer to your question is, yeah, I think Ole Miss can. I mean, the, here's the, the, the question I have about NIL moving forward at Ole Miss and, frankly, at a lot of places, is if you pour everything into football, is there anything left for anything else? Yeah. Can you do that year over year? Can you? How do you make that work? And what does that look like when in football season everybody's gung ho, and then basketball rolls around and you can't win, and then baseball rolls around and you're eight and twenty two in the league, and people get pissy? What does that? What does that look like? I, and I don't know that answer. Well, I mean, we're, it's still too new to know that answer. Yeah, and what prompted my question was actually I read an article where they interviewed the Washington State coach. And uh, speaking of blunt, he was blunt. Yeah, and he he basically has laid out that you know I'm unarmed uh, compared to Washington, Oregon, and uh-huh. like Oregon State's in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, people don't like it when coaches say it out loud. I think you have to say it out loud. It's it's. You have to set what you believe to be the expectation. I think you have to talk about it. I think you have to make it. There there are some old school coaches that are out there. Good dudes. Everybody loves them. They're great. But they came up in an era when this just didn't happen. When you as a coach had plausible deniability about what kids got. And you just coached football. And man, I don't know that that works now. And I think for some of those guys, it's hard for them to start talking about NIL and paying the players and all of those things and working hand-in-hand with the collective to tell a collective, hey, go get this kid and give him this, don't give him that, give him this. And then you're doing – it's a lot of stuff. And for some of the older, old-school coaches, again, good football coaches, good good people, good recruiters, the whole deal, that is that is a lot for them to deal with. And I don't we'll, – we'll see how they adjust. But I do think this is – Barring some congressional oversight that comes in and regulates it, I think this is just this is the new the new normal. I'm I'm kind of inclined to think within ten years we're going to continue to tumble in realignment to where you won't even recognize the sport. Well, I mean, everybody's watching the ACC. I mean, that's that's the next. It's it's going to fall apart. And it's going to get reconfigured, and and then how that all plays out is what everyone's watching for. But it's abs. It's not if, it's when. It it's not if. Yeah. 
the, one super league or two super leagues that play each other. Yeah, the, one a, or the other. The ACC's dead. It's a. It's a, the ACC is a a. They have been given a a terminal. Diagnosis. And the Big Twelve is trying to be the head dog at the kitty table. And they've done it. Yeah. No, they've done, done a good it. Good job. They've achieved that. Yeah. Back to the Southern Miss thing. Who are we? Yeah. Now, what do we do with that? Yes. No, I the, can't sit here and bitch and moan because I'm not the SEC. No, so, no. The, the commissioner of the Big 12 should he's be. He's done a hell of a he job. He should be commended. He's done a fantastic job of making that league. This is as relevant as we can be. So let's let's dive in. Mm-hmm. 100%. And they'll be a good basketball league. And a good Thanks, baseball guys. league. You do great work. Appreciate your call very much. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Have a good weekend. Yeah. Hey, Neil. Oh, no. I, didn't, I didn't mean to hang up. Prom Shrimp, promshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. Everything from the Owen style barbecue. They've got the uh, signature. It's one of my favorites. It's got a garlic flavor that is a great all-purpose option, whether you want to take care of some protein during the day. You can get uh, some quick lunch, great for a salad, or take care of a dinner at night. When kids are busy, a lot going on. Prom Shrimp can help you out, and we're going to help you out. They deliver straight to your door, fewer than 10 minutes, freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp, and you use the code RG, code RG, 25% off with Prime Shrimp. Again, that is code RG with PrimeShrimp.com. We're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. John's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. Just get in touch with him. Give him some parameters and a budget. He's going to give you options that you're going to have a hard time finding on your own. Uh, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services either. It's 901-494-3387 or send him an email, Edwards at regencytravel.net. Uh, Oxford's new Greek restaurant on the square, Opa, is the perfect place to plan your Christmas party, your fabulous uh, company dinner, your festive party event, whatever the case may be. They've got great food, craft libations as well. It's a perfect place. Up to 200 guests that can accommodate. For catering or booking information, contact Jeannie at 601-421-7147. Brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They sponsor our picks, which will be up tomorrow. Uh, they can help you with if you're, if you're searching for a job. They can help you, whether you're an entry level or you're a seasoned professional. They've got opportunities across the board. If uh, your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, they can help you as well. Payment of service solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send, 662-832-5138 or servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and help the smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the uh, natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile from routine checkups to advanced treatment, uh, including implants and Invisalign. Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. So uh, schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself at CorinthDental.com. And are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Andy Ludicky can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses. He uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands, 100% free, nothing to lose. It's Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net or call him at 404-973-9901. Podcast also brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery, johnsonhillcreamery.com. Tailgate packages available for the ULM game next week. 
They feed 10, 20, or 40, depending on what you need. You pick up a chicory market. You tell them what day, Friday or Saturday, you'd like to pick it up. They take care of the rest. They got their charcuterie trays, their specialty cheese trays, their grazing trays, cheesecake dips a favorite, crudite, cookies, brownies for the kids, and much more. Again, that is johnsonhillcreamery.com. Also, uh, NE Spark, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, portal controls, network security, wireless mesh extender who needs the extra help, and more. Again, that is 662-238-3159. I'm sorry. I did not mean to hang up on you. So, I know we're all over the place, but I was on the message board because I was looking for the mailbag. Did you see the picture that Siski is referencing? Yes. In is, is he correct in that stance? I will send it to you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, caller, who do we have? Hey, it's Jonathan from Houston. What's up, Jonathan? How are you? I'm good, man. How are y'all? Hey, two questions for you. One right quick. What was the last thing both you guys smoked on the smoker? Oh, God. Um, I've been bad about that this year. Um. I don't know the last thing. It was it was either a bud or actually a whole chicken, but I don't remember which. Mine was wings. I've been. You do a lot of. I wings. do a lot of wings because Carson loves wings. Yeah, I, I'm gonna so do a, smoke them and then sauce them. Yeah, smoke them and then pop them in the air fryer and then sauce them. Um, and then I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a turkey soon. I'm excited about that. Um. And I want to, I want to do I want to do a brisket again because I love doing a brisket because it takes all day and it's oh kinda, that's the move for Thanksgiving is turkey kind of, yeah sure. yeah uh, briskets briskets fun yeah I'll, uh, yeah for sure uh, the last last time I did a brisket I actually did a uh, pastrami style and smoked it accordingly oh uh, it, was, it was pretty fantastic yeah. oh, tell tell uh, me about that a little bit I'm curious yeah so you brine it I actually brined it and uh, if you get pastrami seasoning I mean you can find it online anywhere. Basically, you just brine it for a week prior to, leave it in the fridge, and then just smoke it like a normal brisket at the smoke ring, the smoke flavor, uh, but it's a little, uh, it's just a different, different oh, flair on, on a brisket. Yeah, that so, sounds good. So you brine it for a whole week, uh, yeah, for a week in the fridge. Gonna, then, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, cool. Second question, then I'll get off here. If I was to give each one of you $1,000 on the 11-point spread, what are you, what are you betting? For uh, the Ole Miss Georgia game this weekend, and I'll leave it to you. Thanks, guys. Okay. So I have to put real money on it. The line is so right that I've just sat there all week and went, I don't know. I'd probably take Georgia and lay the points. I would think that Lane would be chasing points late, and it could lead to a turnover that got. I think Ole Miss is covering at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, I do too. I think Ole Miss can win or lose the line in the fourth quarter. I think this thing goes to the fourth and we go to the commercial and we do the whole thing and it's like 27, 23 or something. And that's what I think. There'll be some nervous people at that point. I didn't know the answer to this, by the way. Um, Zero, four, two, three, no. five, two, four, Calling seven, two. Uh, pastrami seasoning, if anyone is curious, you can find lots of uh, recipes or it just in the container already bought or already made to be bought. Uh, black peppercorns, black pepper, coriander seeds, coriander powder, brown sugar, paprika, garlic powder, onion powder, 
whole yellow mustard seeds and mustard powder is the recipe that uh, the famous uh, Cat's Deli uses on their pastrami. Okay. So those are the ingredients. Spatchcock the turkey. Okay, I've done. I've, I've spatchcocked chicken many times, so I'll do that. Hey, caller, you're on. Hey, you're on. Turn your device down. Okay, I just turned it down for you. All good. There you go. You're good. I have, I have a life question for y'all. Okay. So I'm from Memphis, but I'm up in Philadelphia. I work up here, lived up here ever since I graduated from Ole Miss. And I'm starting to date this girl. And she's like hardcore Philly, says John and all that. And she thinks when you barbecue, you go eat a hot dog or a burger. And all her family thinks that. And it's just one of those weird things they do that's just weird. And then also, you know, what do you think about the Phillies getting rid of Castellanos? Do you think they're going to go get trout? <laughs> Did they get rid of Castellanos? They're going to trade him. Oh, uh, uh, that came out today, and the oh. roommates are saying they're going to get Otani or Trout. I don't think Philly's going to get Otani. If you told me Philly gets Trout, I buy it. But they're going to have to pay a massive yeah. price because the Angels, at some point, the Angels are going to want people to come to their games, and if Otani and Trout oh. aren't there, they're going to have to justify it. True. I think. And the, then, I, I think the odds of. Have heard- I think the odds of Otani ending up in Philadelphia are less than 1%. Yeah. It could happen. I mean, that's a chance. It's it's not much of a chance. I mean, if you're putting odds on, on Otani, it's Dodgers, Rangers, Giants, Cubs slash Red Sox, Red Sox slash Cubs, Mariners, and then somebody, Yankees. It's 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 just he's not going to Philadelphia. But Philly's better than all those teams right now. It's, not, it, it, it's not about that. It's he could. He's not going to Philadelphia. He's he's almost then, he's almost certainly going to the Dodgers. The top quarterback. I'm sorry. Why don't you ever like you talk about like Burrow and Mahomes and um, Allen when Hertz is better than all of them? Yeah, I don't think Hertz is better than those guys. Hurts is the best quarterback in the league. You think Jalen Hurts is the best he's quarterback? Ten and versus teams with winning. He's, no, he's, he's not. Ten and with a winning. He's ten and versus teams with a winning record. Yes, he is. No, he's not the best quarterback in the league. No, he's just not. I mean, no, he's not. He's good. He's really good, but he's not. He's not Patrick Mahomes. You don't think the yes, Eagles? He is. He beat him. You don't think the Eagles would trade Jalen Hurts for Patrick Mahomes right now? No. No. Oh, I mean, no. I love fandom. I do. I, How long have you been in Philly? Check down quarterback. How long have you been in Philly? Oh Four years. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fast. That is fast. It is quick. I wouldn't. You don't think? I wouldn't take. I wouldn't take huh? You don't. You don't think the Philadelphia Eagles, if they got a call today from the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Bengals said, "Hey." We'll trade you Joe Burrow for Jalen Hurts. No, straight no, up. No, Joe Burrow. No, no. 
See, you're what's he doing? You're like some of my Cub fan friends who are right now. There's this this talk about the Cubs trading for Juan Soto, and it would it, it's going to take a prospect haul. It is. It's going to hurt. And they're like, we can't we can't trade Cade Horton. And I'm like, well, you can't trade him for Juan Soto? No, can't do it. Why? Juan Soto's not good either. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, but anyway, I don't think I think Hurts is the best quarterback. The only chief I would take right now is Kelsey, and that's just because we have Jason. <laughs> Bless your heart. I get it. I I love fans, man. Y'all are awesome. I I get it. I I I love Ian Happ. I do. He's great. I but if you offered me Juan Soto for Ian Happ, I'm driving Ian to the airport. We're, Packing all the bags. We're gone. See ya. <laughs> and then. What do you think the line will be next month night versus the Chiefs? Eagles Chiefs? Yeah, it's next Monday night. Oh. We're going to that. I'm going with all my roommates. It's in Philly. Said it has to be like is it in Philly? Oh no, no, it's in Kansas. It's oh. in Kansas City. Oh, Kansas City minus four and, four and a half. I actually think the Eagles might be the better team oh, right now. Yeah. But the we Chiefs will be a very small favorite. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. All right. Over Rebels. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, and the other, look, it's dumb. No, they have cookouts with hamburgers and hot dogs. They don't yeah. have barbecues. Right. Barbecues involve pork and smoking things or smoking <laughs> things in some some element. Um Jalen hurts. It's probably not a reason to break up with the chick. <laughs> Cause something tells me you're really into her based off yeah, that call. It appears to be the case. I, I think Grind's on to something here in our stream right now. <laughs> Um. Yeah, she's yeah. <laughs> did you see the picture I sent you? By the way. Uh. Yeah, I did. Are we calling people back or something? What are we doing? I'm not sure exactly. Okay. Yeah, he probably ought to play that one on out. Just see where it goes. He's not going to do better. No. At least in that. Although there was a very relevant question on the message board, which if is... If those are the benefits, that is one hell of a benefit package. But the question on the board that was relevant is, why is that still an availability at this point? Something. Okay, well, I know a little bit more now because I have done some follow-up research. Okay. Saved by the bell. Saved by the bell. All right, 
hold on. I'm trying to get to you. There's this. It's Corey. I'm, I'm trying to get to you, buddy. Cause see, the Philly people too. They call their grill a barbecue. They go, "Hey, go out and light the barbecue." Yeah, it doesn't work like that. What's up, Corey? <coughs> Yo, no, this is Grime. Oh, oh, okay. It popped up, Corey. Hey, Grime. What's up, man? Yo, what's up? I mean, shoot, was was the man? You know, was I mean, if the superstar trying to get in, you know, I, I feel like I may need to bag up for him. No, you're all right. No, you're in. good. We'll get him back. We'll get him back. Oh, oh, all right, all right man. You were right, you though. Me? You know, I'm just enjoying the show, bro. About oh man, look, yeah, he he talking about Jalen Hurts, the best quarterback, man. Look, I, I I can see that from a mile away. I've been there. You know, what I mean, <laughs> I've been in that situation, so it's all good. You know. Oh yeah, he, 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 he's coming know, from. He's perfectly fine, bowling his hot dogs, calling it a barbecue, doing I mean, whatever he's doing up there. Bud. He's coming from a good place. He thinks Shohei's yeah, he, Shohei's going to the Phillies. I mean, he, I'm sure that if I had gone NBA on him, he would have told me Embiid was the best center in the history of the game. I, I'm 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 totally in. I I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, she's she's special. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, child will probably that man favorite meal now. I mean, probably so. Who knows, man? But uh, so things have turned around for me though. I mean, with this Colorado bet with my brother, I mean they was three and one, and now they freaking four and five. I'm in a good position. I feel pretty good on that. And uh, you know, I feel good about. Obviously, I feel good about the over bet that I made with Ole Miss. And so, man, uh. I mean, you guys seem a little, you know, tepid about, you know, going in on the Rebels this weekend, man. Honestly, like, this this would be a good weekend for some chaos to happen. Oh, I mean, I think Ole Miss has a shot. I just, I'm not, I'm not going to pick them because I don't know if you, you're probably aware of this, not- being an Auburn fan, Georgia has not lost since the Jefferson administration. I mean, they don't oh, lose. Yeah, no. They don't, they don't lose. You don't win 43 or 44 no, they, games by yeah. accident. You know what I mean? I mean, you don't – that's a streak that you don't luck into that. That's You don't win 26 in a row by just having some good fortune on your side. you got players. No, I agree. I agree with that. And now the, now the Michael the Michael Pettis news, I mean, if, if I mean, if what y'all was getting at is kind of true, I mean, I, you know, that's – I think that's kind of big. Because, I mean, I think Ole Miss' best, you know, way of winning this thing is actually – being efficient in the run game and kind of grinding it down a little bit. I mean, as weird as it may sound, I mean, Georgia has looked more efficient without Brock Bowers on offense. And so, I'm, I mean, in a shootout, yeah, it may favor Ole Miss. But I think I think just with an underdog, you know, I think you want a low-scoring game, you know, try to keep it as close as possible. You don't want you know, their athletes getting out in open space, even though it's supposed to rain or whatnot, which is, which I think is going to make the game interesting. So what's your prediction? I think it's going to make the game real interesting. Come on for the Ole Miss Georgia game. Yeah. You may get it. Yeah. I mean, I, I had just from the, from surface level, I would pick Ole Miss on the spread because I don't think this is the week where Georgia goes nuts on somebody. I think next week at Tennessee is the week where you probably hammer Georgia. So, I would go Ole Miss this week. And, I mean, I'm, like, <laughs> it's not a bad money line bet, but I just think being safe, you know, just being safe and being smart with your money, I would, I would, go, old, I would go Ole Miss and the under on the, uh, on the total. I think, you know, especially with the weather update that you guys have given, I like, I like the under on that game. 
And then, I mean, you got, we got, I, now look, you guys, I was so upset with y'all this morning, man, talking to Jeffrey. Y'all, yeah. y'all, I mean, y'all, y'all don't think the good Lord's going to be on Hugh Free's side? I mean, you, we, you saw, you saw he's giving them good weather. Mid sixties and sunny and favorable. When you get that in November, man, come on now. You get that in Fayetteville all the time in November. I was there last year in November. It was sixty something degrees and beautiful sunny skies for the Mississippi State game. It's all the time. the the whole The whole weather's awful there all the time. Thing is just fraudulent. It's not true. Okay. Okay. It's I got Seattle you. Okay. I got you. I got you. Northwest Arkansas. It, it's really not. They they do get a lot more rain than in the mountains, <laughs> but it's not it's not like that. All right. Before I uh, I'm gonna get. You, I'm gonna get you guys start on Mississippi State, then I'm gonna hit you with a trivia that you guys can just answer off the air. And, you know, I uh, you know, I compensate you, compensate you guys if you get it right. Okay. But uh, this Mississippi State thing, man, is is weird to me because you, they have the actual head coach, but they have media members that are actually going on like live radio, talking about like, you know, fans is going to be okay because you're going to have a new coach at the end of the season. <laughs> He should play. I mean, the craziest thing I've heard is that he should play Chris Parsons so the next guy knows what he has in him. I'm like, what? I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Y'all saying this on live air? On, like, live radio waves? Like, a podcast is different to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're we're not monitored by the FCC. Thank God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. After this morning. Yeah. (laughs) And and Corey. I mean, not Corey. Tyler. (laughs) But you guys, I mean, I mean, I guess maybe it's just me, but I mean, even at Auburn, I mean, we didn't even do Brown Horson like that. I mean, I mean, you know, we at least, I mean, I mean, if you're gonna fire, my, that's my thing. If you're gonna fire the dude, fire the dude. And then they're talking about, you know, the candidates. Like, you know, one guy, I guess, one of the fans had asked, you know, what, should we look at Jamie Chadwell? And he was like, huh? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just not sold on Jamie Chadwell. I'm like, I'm like, dang, bro. Yeah, they're in, y'all think y'all can shoot high. They're, in for, they're talking about Bob Stoops the other day. Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops is going to leave his happy retirement in Norman <laughs> to go to Starkville. Bob Stoops? Bob Stoops. Hold on a minute. I, it was not, a joke. Come it, on. It, was, it did not appear to be a joke. And we're about to have the goat conversation. Is Bill Cower unavailable? <laughs> Apparently, Bill Cower is unavailable. He's happily retired. I mean, what? I mean, Are they gonna... you know, Nick Saban's just eighty miles down the road. Am I crazy for? Because I mean, they're, they're they're saying that the only way he stays is if he wins out, and I'm like, all right. But I mean, do you guys really think they're gonna get rid of? him? It feels like it more by the day. Yeah, it feels it feels like they're going to. I don't. All right, man. Okay. All right. And so, shoot. I guess uh, you know this this little trivia that I hit you guys with. Hey, and uh, Neil, you on Missouri this week, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Kind of. Because I, I, I am. think yeah, Cisco's on Tennessee. Yeah, I'm on Missouri. Yeah. See, I think Cisco. I, I think Cisco's gonna lose that one. I, I'm I'm with you on Missouri, man. I, I like him. I like I like Missouri. He's higher on Tennessee than so, I am. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm yeah. I'm I'm not that I'm not that high on Tennessee. They they gonna hit the season win total over, but I mean, I'm not I'm I'm not I'm not sold on. Yeah, I'm not sold on them this year. In the future, you're probably so. Yeah. So pro- this trivia man that oh. I have for you guys. All right. <clears throat> All right. 
the question is, and Lane, I mean, Lane Kiffin has done a good job so far at Ole Miss. He hasn't had a losing season yet. And when you look at when you look at coaches who won a national championship, they don't usually have losing seasons, except for a few. So the trivia is, who are the last four coaches to have a losing season after they won a national championship? After Jimbo Fisher. After they won a national championship. Jimbo Fisher. Okay. Gene Chizik. Gene Chizik, yeah. There's one. Uh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> Mac Brown. Philip, okay. Philip Fulmer. There's there's a guy before him. He was he's fifth. Oh, so after him, you I mean? Say, yeah. Well, yeah, after him, I, I guess. Yeah. Okay, after Fulmer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Steve Spurrier. That'd be before that would. Oh. Steve Spurrier. I mean, Urban didn't have a losing record. I don't think so. It's not Les Miles, is it? Nope, it's not Les Miles. Okay. He didn't have a losing record at Kansas? Well, I think it's probably at the school he's oh, won okay. the national title at. I don't think, yeah, okay. I don't think we're doing it in that in that direction. Okay. I mean, hell, there's only been that many title winners since 98 when Phil Fulmer did it. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and go through the whole list. but Did Malzahn ever have a losing record? He didn't win it. Oh, that's right. They lost. No, no. Sorry, Ron. Who'd they lose to? Oregon? Oregon. Who was the coach? No, no, no. Um, yeah, was it Oregon? Was that no, right? they lost to Jimbo. They, that's no, it was Jimbo. Jimbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do we have a phone oh, up for Andrew? Oh, oh, this was so obvious. Oh, Ed duh. Orgeron. <laughs> what Sorry. the hell, Eddie O? Sorry, guys. <laughs> Actually, Ed Orgeron went five and five during COVID. Oh, he didn't count before he got fired. He went he went six and six, so he did not have a losing record. Oh. He actually never had. He actually never had a losing record at LSU. He got fired before the bowl game against Kansas State. Oh, how about that? Yeah, you, you can you can thank Dan Mullen in the Florida player for throwing the shoe for that one. Oh yeah. National championship going to have a bad losing season. Um, um, I mean, is it now? I will, is it Bobby Bowden? I will. I, nope. Bobby Bowden didn't 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 have a losing season. Now I will say this because you guys did say Steve Spurrier because he did go on to have a, a losing record at uh you know at South Carolina. So if Les Miles did end up going you know to have a losing record at Kansas, I didn't you know I didn't look him up. Because I, I forgot that he had even, you know, went to Kansas. And I, I thought that they had, you know, etched that whole thing out before he had even was able to coach, unless I'm mistaken, right? I thought he coached a season. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I thought he, did, I, I thought he coached a year too, but I, I could be wrong. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that. Okay. I mean, I, I, I give, I give, I mean, once, once I say it, you guys, it's a, it's a very forgotten program. And one, and I mean, Neil, now, if I give a hint, you know Neil's gonna uh, he, he's gonna say it right off. He's gonna say it Butch right off. Butch Davis, the bat. you you got the right school. 
You got the right school. Larry Coker? Larry Coker. There you go. There okay. you go. Okay. Larry Coker at UTSA. Yo, and like I said, if I look, I you know, I, I you know, I, I you know, bless you guys anyway. But you know, that was a uh, pretty good trip. Dang man, you guys hit them first three pretty, pretty. Yeah, quick. the first three like, I felt okay about, and then well, I mean, yeah. Chiswick was off the top of my head, flashing lights, and yeah. then we go from there. Yeah, okay. and then you guys hit Mac Brown and Jimbo, so I was like, all right. I mean, pro- I mean, it's actually pretty sad for you guys not to say Edward Geron. So, all right, I'm gonna uh, keep enjoying the show, man. You guys appreciate have a good it, Grant. Thanks, Grant. Podcast brought to you in part by G&M Pharmacy there in Oxford on South Lamar or Tyson Drugs on the Square in Holly Springs. Reminder that they um, have their full line of flu vaccines available right now, including the high-dose flu shot for patients over 65. Most clinics typically give standard dose to all patients, so they highly recommend for 65 and older patients to get a high-dose flu shot. They also have the RSV vaccine for those who need that, and it's by appointment, which lets you get out in and out super easy. Give them a call to schedule, and they'll get you uh, set up there. That is 662-236-2222 for Oxford or 662-252-2321 for Holly Springs. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. So much offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons with trainer Susan Walt to buying your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions. It's also a great venue for events, corporate outings, so get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. I'll be taping with Pete DeWeese tonight for Pete's Pigskin Preview. It's brought to you by Riverland Roofing. Would you like some peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of? Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered, home or business. As a GAF Master Elite contractor, they can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured, Riverland services Mississippi and its surrounding states. So text or call Riverland today at 662-644-4297. Are you ready for the ultimate college experience? Welcome to College Town Oxford, your new home away from home. They know you want the best. That's exactly what they offer. No more long commutes or missing out on campus events at Ole Miss. It's right next door to the campus with Two, three, four, and five-bedroom cottages, each with individual leases because they believe in flexibility and simplicity. Their incredible amenities will make you feel like you're living in a resort. So don't break up the gang. Instead, grab your friends, pick out your favorite floor plan, and reserve it today at collegetownoxford.com. Collegetownoxford, this must be the place. Text their VIP list today to be the first to know when their leasing for fall 2024 is open. Six six two three zero zero three seven three three. Tell Corey you can call. I'm looking for it. It it's a little complicated the screen, and mm-hmm. so it it's. He told me to tell him when, so we're doing that. Is that him? Yes. Hello, Corey. Hey, is this Neil and Chase? <laughs> yes. What's up, guys? What's up, man? Oh, you know, just grab the boys some 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 burgers in in the culinary mecca that is Amory. Yeah, we're, we're, where did we get the burgers from? Um, we're we're at nights tonight. Oh, okay. 
home of the famous uh, steak sandwich. Neil, you would, you, Neil, you would absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I don't know that you could go in the door of this place. <laughs> um, the, 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 I think I think you would be breathing in calories. Um, it, the they, the they grease is kind of like coated on the walls, and just yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh, is the steak uh, sandwich still said, good? Is that still a thing? Burgers. I hadn't had one in ten years. You can feel your heart slow down. <laughs> um, the 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 steak is twice the size of the bun. It spills yeah. out like onto the whole plate. Um, but my, my boys call it the best burger in town, so that's where that's where they want. It, it makes Ajax look like the salad uh, place down the down the street. Yeah, and it, it makes it makes Handy Andy look like yeah, the, like like they're they're serving up uh you know smoothies or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, what's everybody saying tonight? Nobody How really wants to talk about be? the game much. We're kind of just, uh, you know, doing a little life advice, talking about some grilling, talking about some, uh, some, 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 some female situations, that kind of thing. Just, just stuff, Corey. I saw Siski's post. I saw Siski's post on the board. Apparently, he got a picture of the girl in question. Of yeah, the yeah, we can. To get, and he totally, he totally backtracked and said, "Yep, go for it." Yeah, yeah he fine. did. He, he, Tyler showed his colors and backtracked completely. Uh, my assessment of the situation turned out to be fairly accurate. <laughs> there were there, there are some feelings involved that uh, he has not expressed because the the female in question can be somewhat emotionally chilly. Oh, and he's 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 afraid that yep, if he I'm... he's afraid that if he expresses his uh, his feelings that that will be the end of it. Yet I think he knows that he probably needs to be the end of it because he needs to move so on. So he's understood it's not going to be a long term. Yeah, he, he feels like if he moves on to an if he doesn't end this and at some point is in an honest to goodness relationship and she's still in the picture that it will become a problem. And he's probably well, right. I don't I don't feel like I'm uh, I'm, prob- I'm probably at my stage in life not the best person to give advice in situation. <laughs> um, but so no, no nobody's talking about the game. Not I mean, really. a little bit, but not really. We've, I mean, our, our, our grind's about the only one that even wanted to give some thoughts on it. We're we've just talked, sort of, we, we've talked about it, and you know, and there's there's more programming coming about it. So it's kind of, I think it's one of those deals where Chase and I are willing to talk about it, but at this point, people are going to have to bring it up because we're, it's not, it's not. Well, I mean, the the, the hay, the hay's in the barn. I mean, it is what it is at this point. I, I mean, have perked uh, up much it, more on barbecue and 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 life questions. I'll be honest. Like, yeah, your your, your eyes are glazing over at some point. Go. So, George's backup linebacker situation. Go. Oh, I don't know. Sure, they're going to play the game. Well, I've, I was listening to uh, the pod with Jeffrey, and um, y'all were talking about the over under. Is that thing still at fifty eight and a half? And is the weather still the same? I'll okay. check it, but it yeah, is, it was earlier. Um, it is still fifty-eight and a half. That seems if it's going to be you want the you under? Know, raining like that. Yeah. Well, it's like hit or I mean, miss, though. It's like fifty to sixty percent. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not like ninety-five and goalie washing. Well, I've never understood this either. Side topic: when it says fifty percent chance of rain. During the hour of seven to eight o'clock, for example, does that mean that fifty percent of the time it's supposed to be raining, or does that mean that there is a chance of one drop hitting 
and that's a fifty percent chance. It's a that means that fifty percent of that area will get rain. Yeah. In their prediction. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. That's yeah, right, right, correct? Well, yeah, I think so. You know, life's life's mysteries. All handled. Who's anything uh, else going on? Who's who's Amor got tomorrow night? West Lauderdale. Sorry about your Tigers, by the way. That's it's okay. The same condolences early. Hey, they almost won um, the division. I only missed the division by like four points. Oh, that sucks. They are, they are uh, leaving school at like two tomorrow. I think right. everybody got out. That's in that's in Big Collinsville, Mississippi. Um, I couldn't have told you that. Uh, they're supposedly ten and one, but haven't played anybody. I don't know. West Lauderdale <laughs> folks will be. Throwing stuff at my daughter on the sidelines, cheering tomorrow. I guess but that's that's the that's the scuttlebutt out of the coffee club. Anyway, <laughs> they're ten and one, but they haven't really played anybody. There's really very much there. a varsity yeah. blues vibe coming out of that, Corey. Like I'm just saying. Like it, uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm the car either. What's his name? Um, <laughs> but they're winning yeah. on the glass at the Kiwanis Club. <laughs> <laughs> If my boys are too much trouble for you, you let me know. Uh, all right, guys. Well, got any, got any life advice y'all need from me? Man, oh, I'm, sure. All I'm, of it. What, what, what do you got? If we'll you take got some, every if bit you of got it. got some tips, fire away. <laughs> Now's the time. No, we're good. We're good. Uh, Their one loss is to uh, 7A Germantown, Corey. They lost 31-9. to That's actually who Oxford plays tomorrow night. Yeah. Really? That okay. is correct. How's uh is is tomorrow the start of the seven A playoffs? That is right? correct. Right? Yeah, because there's only the two districts with four each up here. So yeah, it's this week. I think one A and seven A start tomorrow. I, I believe that is correct, to the best of my knowledge. I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. It, it was crazy because Amory lost to Ripley, and when they did, it actually meant that Louisville would not meet Amory if everybody won out until the north half. And if so it actually won helped. the division, it actually it actually helped when cuz Lewis was probably the best team in the state. Yeah, um yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. The the transitive property thing, I, I think they beat Starkville. Um they beat god, oh they they beat West Point bad and West Point beat Tupelo and Tupelo kind of roughed up Amory in, in the scrimmage, so I think I think Louisville has a lot of that like nineteen ninety five Amory team to it, um, but yeah, they, they supposedly are. Well, um, I'll tell you, Germantown killer. is the weird one, Corey. I know we're just talking high school football at this point. Germantown is really strange. They're the four seed out of that other district. Oxford won the region, and the other side is much better. Um, it's possible if Oxford didn't win, that side goes zero and four. But one of the stranger things you'll see: Germantown beat Starkville. And then lost forty nine nothing to Madison Central, and forty two to three to Tupelo. Huh. That gun. Yeah, weird, so, weird deal there. Is, is that uh, is that other side kind of a, the Madison County schools? Yeah, it's Madison Tupelo, Central, Clinton, Starkville, Madison Central, Germantown. Football, that's the big side, and then in baseball, it's obviously Oxford and the DeSoto County schools. Right. Clinton and Starkville are on the same side. Yeah, it's good for soccer. <laughs> one of them's going down. Well, scheming over here. Point, I think it was. I think it was softball. I can't really remember off the top of my head. But one A Smithville and one A Hamilton 
played for the state championship in some sport in Jackson, Mississippi, because Hamilton, Mississippi, in Monroe County, and Smithville, Mississippi, in Monroe County, Smithville's in the north, and Hamilton was in the south. They were the northernmost team in the south. Hold on a minute. Hamilton was in the south and, in something? Yep. Yep. They, it, I don't. I think it was softball. Softball. I don't think it was baseball. But yeah, they they were the South champion of one A in a sport and played Smithville, literally twenty miles apart as the crow flies, in Jackson, Mississippi, for a state championship. Yep. Did not know that. Yep. Story time with Corey. Okay. Yep. Well. That happened. All right. Well, let me get in here and tend to children. Enjoy. All right, buddy. Be good. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. She even acts like the kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. What we could film about. that Neil having to go to Knight's Drive-In and order a meal. Because, I mean. You think I'd have some problems? Uh, I'm telling you, it is a breaded fried steak sandwich thrown on some bread and that 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 steak is this big with a bun like it is it is it's quite the filet i'm trying to get to you hold on hang tight I'm trying to get to you some this thing's a bit bit of a mess right this moment what's going on it's so many calls came in at once that it's confused uh, yeah that's it's that's all. Yeah, I'm gonna have to turn it off and turn it back on. Simple as that. It's mm. it's totally confused. Okay, that's all right. Is somebody on? They're on, but I can't get them connected. Yeah. Trying to even think how to turn the damn thing off. There it goes. Yeah, it's 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 got multiple calls in at once, and it connected mm-hmm. to all of them. So I'm gonna have to turn it off and turn it back on. Just take okay. a minute. One of those things. Oklahoma and Ole Miss might be set for a pretty close basketball game today. Ole Miss ups eighteen seventeen at the end of the first quarter. Yep. They had a shot at the buzzer. Went off the iron. The, the iron o- was unkind. The Oakland mayor has asked uh, the move to be blocked. The move to Vegas for the A's? Yeah, apparently. That's what it said on the bottom of the screen. Okay. I don't like his chances. No. His or her chances. I don't know who the Oakland mayor is. Uh, are we going to Athens? We've got someone covering it for us in Athens. We're going to both be here for the post-game show grind to answer your question. Um, when it became a night game, that became the easy decision. We don't have a line yet on Ole Miss and Eastern Washington. I was kind of looking for that, but it doesn't exist. God, I would guess it's massive. Ole Miss did not cover against Alabama State. No, they did not. In the one game Eastern Washington Washington has played, they were in Salt Lake playing the Utah Utes, and Utah beat them 101-66. All right, we're back. It's back up. 
to the best of my knowledge. They don't have a home game until December. No. They do not have a home game until December the 28th, by the way. Hey, Eastern who, Washington. Who do we have? Hey, boys. It's Tommy from Oxford. Hey, Tommy. Hey, Tommy what's, what's up? up? Oh, not a whole lot, man. It's cruising along at 90 kilometers an hour in Toronto. Oh. Oh. Do you flip some kind of thing to get kilometers? Yeah. How does that yeah. work? Well, it's actually the small numbers on your. Oh, well, duh. yeah. Never mind. I'm an idiot. Yeah, sorry. Never mind. I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, where are you headed? I took I took a contract up here in uh, Canada, so I've been. I'm headed back to Indiana at the moment uh, to load and come back up here. <laughs> so you're just doing a route back and forth to Toronto. Well, actually, I'm going all the way to Quebec. I'm uh, just coming back through Toronto at the moment. Toronto's how far from Detroit? Yeah. <laughs> Detroit to Toronto's what, two hours? Uh, let's see. Yeah, probably about two hours. Okay. Toronto. I'm going to cross back over at Flint, though. That's the, the harbor I've been going, I've been going through. Toronto to Montreal is what? Ooh, that's a pretty good trek there. Uh, He's going to Quebec, so not his direction. Montreal's in Quebec, right? Oh. Yeah, Montreal's in Quebec, okay. yeah. Um, I've actually been delivering right above Quebec, right there, about 50, 60 miles above Montreal okay. in Quebec. Oh, yeah. It's this. It's really... Uh, when you're as long as you're in Ontario, it's not that different. But once you get to Quebec, they all speak French, so, so you can qu- imagine how my accent goes over up there. What are you hauling? Cars. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, fifteen hundred uh, GMCs. Oh, okay. Yeah. And your origin is Indiana. No, I picked the cars. Pick the trucks up in Indiana and take them to uh, Quebec. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. On something like that, like how long is that contract yeah. for? Like, I mean, how like do you know going in? Hey, this is three months, six months, two weeks, whatever. Probably till it gets warm because they uh, the way my contract with GM works is uh, they pay me hourly, so they send me to do every to go everywhere that nobody else wants to go. So I go south in the summer and north in the winter. And they really needed help in Canada throughout the winter, so I signed on. <laughs> gotcha. That makes sense. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, they, they kind of do that. Uh, I mean, which, I mean, the pay goes up significantly when you, you know, when you're willing to do what nobody else will. So, I mean, once you've driven all the United States, you might as well go to another country, right? When you're getting back home. I'm going to be in on December the 21st. Oh, you're out that long. Yeah, life has really kicked my ass this year, so I've had to, uh, so I was off work for two months this summer, and I have been playing catch-up ever since. Financially, Uh, you mean, I assume? Yeah, emotionally and financially. Uh, my oldest son passed away in May. Oh, goodness, Tommy. Oh, Tommy, I'm so I sorry. For, uh, I was off for like two months, and 
<laughs> didn't really didn't really think at the moment I was going to be able to go back to work because you know I understand that. Yeah, it's easy on a it's it, it's hard it's hard on a father, but it's easier on a father than it is on a mother. Oh shit! And sure. I was really really worried about my wife for a long time. There, she just wouldn't eat or anything, you know, and just so I just kind of stayed around and babysat her. And then after about two months, she finally just looked at me and said, "You really got to go back to work, and I'm really going to be able to handle this because you know we have two other children, you know." I'm so very and, uh, sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh um, well, you know, it was. Back in May, I've had a lot of time out here alone to, you know, to deal with it. It was rougher on me there because, you know, dealing with her, I couldn't deal with it. You know, so I had to get back out here to be able to unleash my anger on everybody. You know what I mean? Because what are you going to do, be mean to your wife? <laughs> that's that's what she needs, you know. And then I get back out here, and luckily i got a lot of people I talk to on the day-to-day basis to just, you know, excuse the way I was acting for a while there. Yeah, I mean, people uh, grieve differently. A lot of grief going on. I mean, I, you know, obviously different being young, but I mean, I remember when my ordeal in 15, Tommy, that, yeah, you, you're, 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 you, you've you got to find ways for those outlets to, to get through it, but they might not look like what anybody else has looked like, and the, the yin and yang of that being okay in the same situation is sometimes pretty complicated. Oh man, yeah, it just <laughs> you. It, it I tell you what, it puts a it puts a lot of things in perspective. Uh, I mean, those, those 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 situations right there. I mean, you know, I know I look at life a lot differently. How old was your son? Twenty three. Okay. He was he he was my oldest. Um, and I mean, and it it had been a rough first part of the year. I don't. I don't really want to bring everybody down, but <clears throat> it had been a rough first part of the year because I had uh, kind of forced his hand to grow up a little bit, and then he kind of defied me, and then I put him out, and then you know, you get a call from the sheriff's department, and then you know, you know, it's the rest is history. You know, that's just <laughs> bad deals in life. I'm. I'm really sorry. But you know, I still don't, you know, it's just, you know, you go through your grief, but you know, and and you, and you go through guilt over you know the things, but at the end of the day, you know, what do you do? What do you really do when someone doesn't want to grow up and they're, you know, not doing anything and won't go to work, won't get up, won't do anything. And, you know, you know, you go through the guilt afterwards, but, and, you know, you didn't want that to happen, but, you know, kind of how are you supposed to handle those, you know, situations? You're doing the best you can and you're trying to put it, you know, put anything into the right motion. And I mean, you know, it's, it's, we're all individual humans. And we're all flawed, you know. I don't, I don't, I probably could have handled it all better. But at the end of the day, you know, you just want the best for your children. And sitting around your house not doing anything is not what's best for your children. I mean, 
that's a permanence, you know. That, that's you know that can turn into a permanent state real quick. Like I mean, how many forty year olds you know still live with their mother? Right. No, I understand. And that's what you. That's what you. That's what you don't want. You know, you want them to be out and work as hard as they can and gain as much knowledge as they can and you know be productive citizens and you know pay their pay their pay their way in life and they can be the be- I mean they can be the best kids in the world I mean he never had a discipline problem with him in the world but laziness you know was a thing but yeah oh uh so Canada's been good for me guys oh <laughs> well, uh, I'm sorry I didn't mean to bring the no you're good no it's all good yeah uh, I just, I've been wanting to call you guys, but, you know, I've, I've been listening. I'll, I'll listen in on the call-in shows, and then, you know, I'll get in my little moods, and I'll I say, ah, no, I don't really need to talk to anybody now. <laughs> but, you know, you guys have helped me through a lot. You know, I get to listen to your shows every week, and, I mean, you know, it's, it's nice to be taken away from things, you know, mentally, and you get a break, and, I just appreciate everything you guys do. It was good to hear from you, Tommy. Yeah, good to hear from you, Will. I hope to hear from you again soon, and um, you and your family will be in our our thoughts and prayers. Okay, buddy? All right. Thank you, guys. You have a good night. All right. Drive carefully. Tommy's been with us for a long time. Really appreciate him always on the road and He's always talked about getting back home every time. Yeah, that's awful. Uh, phone lines are open, 662-426-1464. If anybody wants to, uh, wants to call in, don't forget there's more programming coming your way this evening, the butcher versus the dance instructor, which pretty lighthearted, fun little show, which right now would be good. And, um, and also Oxford Exxon Podcast Extra. A lot of guests to get you ready for uh, Ole Miss and um, Georgia. Hey, who do we have? Hey, you're on. Hello, you're on. Turn your device down. That way, you'll you'll be live with us. Hey, hey guys, it's Vibin. Hey, Vibin, what's up? Not much. Did I crash the system earlier, or did something go up? Because you took my call. All and you guys you did it hold up, and then the phone. There was a lot of it calls was, at one was, time. It tried to answer like four or five calls at once. It, it, it's popping on hand raised guys tonight. It, it, we had a lot of calls. Yes, and it, it, it just, yes, the system overloaded. Uh, okay. Well, I, I was like, okay, he told me to hold on, and then he hung up, and then I was like, oh, I don't, I don't. I don't know what happened. That that whole, do y'all use audition or what do y'all use to screen calls or stuff? Is it like an app? It's a Google thing now. But. Yeah, it's it's an app on a um, an iPad that I use. It's 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 fairly rudimentary. It works, but yeah. Okay, I got you. Um, I just whew, I got off the phone with my brother earlier, and I'm not gonna lie. This is probably a mistake on my part. I have uh, 
been very pessimistic about every toss-up game Ole Miss has played this season, and for some reason I don't feel that way this week, so I'm sure we're going to lose by about four scores. Um, I had to kind of talk my brother down from the ledge because he was like, well, statistically, Kiffin does terrible in games like this. And I was like, yeah, but... Lane sort of addressed that, I, though. I think he's just referencing the Bama games. Lane, Lane kind Did of... He, he was really eye-opening with that. He was. He he admitted that... Uh, he's acted differently, which has caused his team to act differently. His, he's, he's acted tight, and his team's been tight. So for Lane to admit that, hey, you know, these trips to Tuscaloosa are playing Alabama, I've acted different, that's that's growth. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's a few things. I think... I don't know if he's just come out and bluntly said it. But I think he knows it's just a free shot, period. He said it more. Yeah, he said it And I don't know. Y'all, y'all tell me if I'm wrong on this. I, I, I don't know if this necessarily has a lot to do with it. But I think it's a – I think him and Kirby are actually friends. Like, I think Lane's coached a few games this season where he's been very much – Obviously, you want to win, but you also there's an added juice to it because you want to stick it to the guy on the other sideline. I don't think he has that with Kirby. No, they're legitimately friends, and there's just a respect for the program because, like, it's this thing with Majimbo. Like, look, I'm sure they're not into it personally, and they love each other or anything, but. A lot of that is because Jimbo's failures, giving his resource level. Well, I mean, Kirby maximizes his insane resource level. So Lane respects everything about that program, I what mean, they do, anything, because he's not falling off. Or Lane's like, oh, good God, give me half that, and we're golden. Yeah. I think that plays yeah, a role I in think a if anything, you could make the argument that Kirby, I don't know if he did the entire Saban, you know, powerhouse blueprint, but he just took everything, he, uh, most of the stuff he learned from Saban and – went to this school that already had resources and was like, hey, this is how we do it. No, 100%. If don't want to win at that level, this yeah, no, 100%. And what he's finally done is acting like him. You know, for a while, I always thought Kirby was kind of a Nick clone, and he tried to say the same thing Saban would say, and it just came off sort of forced. But since he won the first one, and maybe even the year before that, he's he's in his own skin a little better. He's more comfortable, and I feel like he is giving you just – his personality, which is finding every slight just to try to find an edge for a team that doesn't lose very often. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe Saban was that petty at that age, but Kirby kind of lets it out in the open a little bit more, I feel like. Like the Dan Mullen thing, that was kind of a – I was like, oh, okay, didn't expect that. I mean, he basically eviscerated <laughs> – Dan Mullen, because I think Mullen predicted that Florida was going to upset Georgia. And uh, I, I don't think Saban would do that. I, I do have one question, though. I've, I've kind of been thinking about this all week. Because um, I'll be honest, I think I made a thread in August. It was like the, all right, season prediction time, guys. I think I had Ole Miss. It, it, was, it was either 7-5 and five or 8-4. and four. They're eight and one right now. Um, how long have y'all, Neil? I know you got here around the time Nut was here. Chase, how long have you been covering Ole Miss football? Two thousand six. Okay. Um, outside of the two thousand and eight Cotton Bowl team, 
and maybe the 2012 Breeze's first year team that had Moncrief and CJ and all them. Is this the most overachieving team you guys think you've covered at Ole Miss? It's in the realm for best coaching job. Overachieving is a more complicated number. I mean, answer. I know it's the same, but it's a little bit of semantics there. Um, mm-hmm. It's in there with 12 for best coaching job, I think. Managing it, getting the transfers, getting the tra- – because if you're including the getting the transfers on the team to begin with and putting the right roster together – that's also you know more complicated than inheriting and simply changing culture. But I mean, Houston and Freeze, as you mentioned, did it in different ways in those two teams. Twenty eight guys on the two deep, yeah, are transfers. Twenty eight. God, that's crazy. Twenty eight guys. Here's the crazy. Well, you, you, hey, you want the crazier number? On the roster, thirty two are transfers. They've been incredibly effective in the transfer portal. 28 of 32 are on the two deep. I think they obviously went heavy on the transfer portal the year before, and I think they got burned on a couple kids, and I think they kind of – I don't know if they found a way. I think they, they – changed their the, – no, they they did. They changed their cal- – Learned a lesson. They changed the calculus on what they – they learned a lesson. They, well, they changed the calculus on what they look for. They They put more emphasis on – uh, character and, and motivation and older guys. Yes, 100%. Yeah, because um, my whole thing is I, I'll hang up here soon, but my whole thought process going into this year, and I feel like most rational Ole Miss fans was, okay, you know, really tough schedule. You got to play Bama, LSU, Georgia. A lot of people, including me, thought LSU was going to have enough to win the whole at least win the West this year. Um, so those are going to be three losses. So you're probably going to lose two or three toss-ups. So eight and eight and four, best case. Like if everything went right, nine and three. But you know, eight and four, seven and five. But the whole thing, I feel like going into this year was like, okay, this year's going to be is what it is. But next year's team is supposed to really have a shot and. That's where, if you're an Ole Miss fan, I feel like you have to get excited because I don't think they're going to lose a lot of production going into next season. Maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe Dart's not there next year, and they have a bunch of starters transfer out. Anything's possible. I just don't think they are. I mean, it's it's almost like, you know, 10-2 and was what was being hoped for in 2024. I kind of feel like. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but all right. Appreciate you guys taking the call. Thank y'all. Thank you. Yeah, I think it was what you were hoping for in 24. They're just ahead of schedule. I mean, you got the thing is, it's not really scheduled because I mean, you do have a lot of guys back, but you got to do it again. You lose a ton on that defense. It's all the portal guys, but they're all gone. I'm fixing some times on schedules. I'm moving things back 15 minutes. Yeah, that's fine. What time did you have it starting? I had Butcher versus Dance at 7, so I backed it up to 7.15. And I've got to go into this one and back it up to 7.45. Okay, stop. Hey, who do we have? Hey, you're on caller. Turn your device down. 
Yeah. We, they hung up. Yeah. Hey, who do we have? Hey, caller, you're on. Hey. Hey. Turn your device down and just talk to us. Uh, hey, Neil and Chase. Um, from Jackson. Um, I don't know if y'all saw this today, but um, I was scrolling through Twitter and saw that there was an SEC receiver that played with uh, Trey Harris in high school. And I know, Neil, today you were talking about um, him playing in sort of a rural area in Louisiana. Um, I was wondering if y'all had seen who Trey played with. It was one of his teammates in high school who was also a receiver and no. playing in an SEC West. I-, I saw the tweet, but I didn't pay any attention to it. Who was it? It was Malik Neighbors. Oh. oh, really? Wow, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, I looked up their bios and uh, on the LSU site and Ole Miss site. Um, Malik transferred to senior year high school, uh, but there's an article that was published by the Daily Advertiser. Um, by Spence, I cannot pronounce this guy's last name, but, um, but if you just Google Trey Harris High School, for Trey Harris, Malik Neighbors High School, there's a cool article um, on sort of how it talks about how you know it was sort of an unusual season for for the, their high school, which was Como. Yeah, Como High Como School. Spark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but they had a couple other guys go to some smaller schools. One went to Nichols, I think. But, but yeah, I thought it was pretty fascinating to have. You know, two of the best receivers in the in the league. Yeah, I didn't know that. So, I didn't either. A, and yeah. Trey, Trey and I have had a couple of Louisiana, North Louisiana conversations, and I did not know that. Yeah, and then obviously, I mean, I, you mentioned today playing receiver. I mean, playing quarterback, but it's pretty pretty interesting to think about Trey Harris throwing passes to Malik Neighbors. Yeah, I mean, credit to Louisiana Tech for spotting what they thought was wide receiver talent in a high school quarterback because that's that's exactly what happened. And they brought him to Ruston and converted him to quarterback, and and he was I mean to running to wide receiver, and he was pretty effective fairly quickly. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, anyway, I also have sort of a random question regarding uh, the press and the media. I was wondering, um, you y'all were talking about. Um, the bowls, you know, what, what bowls y'all have the best experiences at earlier. And I was wondering out of SEC schools, which SEC press boxes are the most accommodating and least accommodating. I think I remember last year, I think on one podcast, y'all talked to one of y'all was talking about how Auburn used to have where they placed y'all was where the press box used to be. Maybe it was in, it's sort of a random spot. You couldn't see half the field. Um, but I'll hang up. Uh, just wanted wanted to know which press boxes are the nicest or most accommodating, and you know, least accommodating. And um, love everything y'all do, and um, we'll love any feedback. Thank y'all. Thank sure. you. Auburn uh, used to be great. They and, moved them in the corner. Now, now they're in the corner where it's not accommodating at all. Um, Georgia is great. Yeah. Did you know? I bet you don't know this. 
No. Did you know that tomorrow night or Saturday night is the last game in that press box? I did not know that. They're tearing that press box out at and the building, end of this game, building, making suites, and they're putting the media in a end zone. So like Auburn. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I did not know that. In the past, from help to seats to food, Georgia has been excellent. Um, LSU is very good. LSU is LSU's outstanding. Bama's good. Vandy's bad. And in state, I'm always freezing, so it's awful. Yeah, I would put, open air press boxes in the weather. I'm hello. out. I would put hold on one second, caller. I'll get to you. I would put Georgia, LSU, yes, Georgia, LSU, Florida at the top. Florida's press box is really, really accommodating. Yeah. Hey, who do we have? It's Jason, man. Hey, how Jason. you doing, buddy? We're good. How are you? Hey, I got a quick, I, I got a little question for you. I know you like the NBA, and I like the NBA myself. You know, I'm old Miss fan, all that. But I was just looking on the other day about Terrence Davis. Wasn't with no NBA team. I like because I was trying to go into the score, you know, on team whatever. And I got to looking. I like, what? Where is it? Why ain't he with a team? Because he was pretty productive coming off the bench last year for the Kings. And I was like, man, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't know if you might have known something about that or not. You know? Yeah. His his problem is that he is sort of priced himself out of the way that the current. Um, CBA is constructed. Yeah, um, right, you know he's right. he's expensive for a bench bench piece, and most of these teams now they they're paying their top guys, and they're really filling in the roster with young guys as right. much as as much right. as they can. Right. So he's he's kind of in no man's land. Yeah, but your minimums and stuff like that, right? I yeah, got, I got you. I got you. I, I just wasn't sure, man, because I was like, you know, he's. He looked pretty good coming off the bench. You know what I'm trying to say. He's yeah. pretty productive, I guess, at times. But I was like, I can't believe he wasn't on the roster. And I got to looking through all the rosters. And I'm like, let me Google him and see what's going on. Because <laughs> you know, he's a rebel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was just like, man, I can't even believe he's out of the league right now. I was like, what's going on? But, you know. But I know you kind of keep up with the NBA a lot. So I just kind of hollering out to see what's going on. I appreciate y'all's show, man. Y'all, y'all, And I appreciate y'all not being the Kool-Aid drinkers. You feel me? But I sure appreciate y'all, man. Thank, Thank you for the call. Thanks, Bye. Yeah, he's got a chance to end up on the roster. He's just kind of probably going to have to take a pay cut. And guys don't want to take pay cuts. I understand that. But the way the the way the structure of the new CBA is, he's kind of in no man's land. Hey, who do we have? Hey guys, it's Austin. Hey Austin. Hey, hey guys. So I know we're up against time. I'll be quick. Uh, but I just, uh, I wanted to ask you guys this. So hypothetically, and by the way, before I get into that, uh, Neil, sorry that I bothered you on 20 minutes on McCready and Siski on Tuesday. Sorry. I didn't send the pictures earlier. My bad, bro. Oh no, it's all good. The, the, the picture helped. Oh, the picture helped. What did you, what, I appreciate, what I did you think of, what did you think of the, what'd you think of the advice? Oh, dude, I thought it was great. I loved it. Um, I loved how you guys like very nicely called me ugly, by the way. I thought that was great. No, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just about, hey, look, you, look who you're talking to. It, it's, it's about, it's about, again, I'm a big believer in this. You, you, you gotta be willing to look in the mirror and be honest with what you see. That's, that's all. It's, it, it's a, it, Absolutely. It, 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 it shapes, it shapes decisions. There's no reason. There's no reason I, to walk through life. There's no reason to walk through life thinking you're six foot nine when you're six foot one. There's just no reason to do it. You got to be real with who you are. 
I absolutely agree with that. And I appreciate your fairness, by the way. I really do. So, I, again, I know I know time. I'm going to be quick. So, real quick, uh, two-part question. Number one, if we go to an access bowl, are you guys contemplating going and covering it live? Or are you guys going to stay back and cover it at the house? Because I know it's holiday season. No, I'll go. And Someone two, will be at the ball game. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm in, okay. I'm already planning. To, I'm in my gotcha. mind. I'm planning to leave the morning after Christmas to go somewhere. Gotcha. 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 Well, I hope you guys, I hope you guys enjoy that. Be safe. Uh, but secondly, uh, if you got your own personal wish, like if you just, you know, if you were a fan, hypothetically, uh, if you got to pick between Miami, Florida, uh, Peach Bowl, and then you got to pick the Cotton Bowl, hypothetically, which one would you want? Because I know which one I'd want. Uh, personally, I would pick either Dallas or Atlanta because it would be a little easier to get to. Um, from a pure standpoint of what might be kind of fun, I would pick Phoenix. That would be so cool. But look, I mean, ten and two, really cool ten and two, and any of the now. ten and two in any of those access bowls is is it's awesome. I mean, that, again, I mean, think of how many how many programs would trade places. That's that was my point this morning that some people pushed back on was if before the season I had said, all right, here's door number one. Behind door number one is ten and two. You beat LSU. You beat Mississippi State. You beat Arkansas. You beat Auburn. I even give you that much. You go to an access bowl. Now, you can take that right now, or we'll close door number one, and we'll open door number two, and you'll get what's behind door number two. Might be it's better. Maybe it's worse. I just remember the general sentiment. I think 90-some-odd percent of Ole Miss people would have said, uh, door number one is perfectly good, Neil. Thank you. And that's kind of that's that that's my point about the, the the moving the goalpost. It, it it's not me trying to be condescending. It's me trying to put in perspective. Most people would have said, "Oh, not only will I take door number one, I will take door number one joyfully." And because door number two could have been seven and five, and 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 the Music City Bowl or the Liberty Bowl, door number two could have been eight and four. I mean, yeah, sure. Door number two could have been eleven and one, but it could have been six and six. I mean, I just think, I just think that that's all I was trying to get at this morning. I wasn't trying to be a jerk. I was really trying to say, hey, enjoy the winning and enjoy the free shot. Free shots don't come around very often. I can't remember what I can't remember which one of you guys said this earlier this week, but one of you guys used the Andy Bernard quote, you know, the wish you were like, don't forget the good old it days. It was Neil this morning yesterday or morning. Something like, yeah, I mean, the got and, you. like this is to me, this is the good old days. Oh, I don't think for Ole Miss, this is, I, is, I, anyway. I think, I think for Ole Miss, the good old days might be coming. I think for Georgia, this, yeah, that was a Georgia comment for Georgia. These are the good old days. I mean, my God, these are the, oh. good, these are the good old days, Georgia. I mean, I mean, you don't, hopefully you don't need Andy Bernard to look back and say, I wish someone would have told me these were the good old days. These are the good old days, Georgia. Enjoy them. I mean, my God, these are the good old days. I mean, they'll be talking about, they'll be talking agree. about, they'll yeah, be talking about this 50 years from now. That is true. That is 1,000% true. Well, guys, hey, listen, I know y'all are up against time. I really appreciate y'all taking my call. And by the way, Neil, thanks for the advice, man. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Hope it all works out.
Have a good one, guys. You too. Yeah, I've got pictures of random women on my phone. I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got <laughs> if, if Laura asks, I'm like, well, see, there's a story. Yeah. <laughs> see on Tuesday. See what happened is. Yeah. <laughs> there's this cat and he thinks Jalen Hurts is better than Mahomes and this happened and look, see. Speaking of cats. Suddenly you do become that meme with the guys in front of the board with all the stuff on the butt going, hey, there's uh, cat hot yeah. and there's snake hot and there's a difference. Let me walk you through that. <laughs> oh god all right we're gonna uh we're gonna wrap it there because yes we do have more program coming to you and programming coming to you and if we don't get to it it's going to be super late uh thanks to everybody who called almost a two-hour show which is this is great uh don't forget we've got the butcher versus the dance instructor presented by lb's meat market coming in about less than 15 minutes yeah and then uh right after that Literally right after that, it is uh, the Oxford Exxon Podcast Extra Edition. Yeah, I'll put it up on your, one of your screens. Put it on your computer. It's really good. I talked to Mike Griffith of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I talked to um, Roddy Nabulsi of uh, the Georgia Rival site and then Ben Mintz of Barstool Sports. It's about two and a half hours, so it's got you, it'll get you through, uh, through the evening. We'll get all of this up to you in podcast form. If you're driving to Athens, uh, we'll have – We'll pretty much get you there from wherever you're you're from in podcast form. So um, have a great weekend. We will be back on Saturday night after Ole Miss and Georgia win, lose, or I guess there can't be a draw. Win or lose, we'll we'll be here with you for uh, podcast form, and uh, we'll have coverage at rebelgrove.com as well. So, again, thanks to the people at Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Thanks to everyone who called, and uh, thanks to everyone in the stream. We certainly appreciate all of you guys. And uh, Tommy, if you're still listening, buddy, we're thinking about you and um, you're in our thoughts and prayers. So we will see you guys on Saturday night. Until then, for Chase, I'm Neil. Take care.